Hello and welcome to the Bedtime Story Cast, the podcast where I talk and you fall asleep. I invite you to get comfortable under the covers. Take a few deep breaths in and out and settle in as we take a soothing ride on a train through the Pacific Northwest. Story by Jordan Blancet. Sweet Dreams. You take a long, deep breath, letting the exhilaration and stress of the day's journey thus far slip from your lungs. Your fingers nimbly adjust the comforting weight of your backpack. The familiar cracked leather nestling on your shoulders. The morning sun seeps through the train station windows, basking the world in a gentle orange glow and lighting your way forward. It's time. So you step onto the quiet train platform, your ticket clutched in hand, and you take in the sight of the sleek silver train car at the other end. Only a few other passengers are milling about. A young couple on a romantic getaway. A handful of businessmen buried in their laptops, briefcases to the side. You grab the straps of your backpack once again as the doors shush open and you board a train for the very first time. As you make your way to the sightseeing lounge, the quiet mumble of other passengers fades into your subconscious. Your eyes soak in the newness of your surroundings. The comfortable blue cushions on every chair. The floor to ceiling windows. The soft lights at the doors. Your feet thud softly on the stairs to the second floor of the train. Empty, except for a few lone riders with their books. You nod politely and settle into the furthest seat, your backpack between your legs. The windows rise tall before you, 
curving up the wall and meeting the ceiling at just the right curve so that you can view the summer sun head on. In the distance, you can see the sunlight glinting off the brilliant white slopes of Mount Rainier, dwarfing the city of Olympia with sheer size and dominance. Each of its three ridged peaks climb high into the air, effortlessly overlooking their domain with self-assured quietude. And as you marvel at the beauty of faraway landscapes, the train whistle brings you from your thoughts to the present moment. The conductor comes by to take your ticket, spiffily dressed in a starched, pale blue shirt with a black pillbox hat adorning her silky hair. You smile and hand over your ticket and she smiles back and nods her understanding. There's no need for words. The train horn sounds once more, a drawn out whistle as the engine rumbles to life and the wheels grind smoothly over the tracks, passing effortlessly through the traffic-choked city of the busy capital. The gray of Olympia's buildings slide by outside your window. The inhabitants shrinking smaller and smaller as the sleek train rolls from the busyness of modern life into peaceful, serene countryside. The tall buildings of the city center are soon replaced with low-lying dwellings, every yard lush with the bounty of Washington's natural beauty. The train rumbles and hums quietly over the tracks, perforated only occasionally with the gentle clickety-clack of irregularities beneath the wheels. If you listen hard enough, you can hear the rattling of the train cars, pattering with the steadfastness of a midsummer rain. The signs of humanity begin to fade into the distance 
now only interspersing with southern Washington's green wilds, emeralds, green grass, still wet with morning dew, glistens against a backdrop of Sitka spruce. These Pacific giants rise on thick, brown trunks, their branches sprawling lazily outward and skyward to beckon down the sunlight. Every branch and twig creaks beneath the weight of the light green mosses and feathery lichens that intermingle amongst the thick blanket of blue-green needles. Occasionally, one of these woodland titans sweeps down a single branch, so close you can see the few remaining pink and white cones cradled against the woody bark, so stuffed with next year's seeds that the slightest breeze threatens to send them spiraling to the ground. And then, just as quickly as they swooped in, they're gone again disappearing into the distance as the train chugs steadily onward. Soon, the landscape begins to change, the surrounding forest giving way to tree-dotted wetlands and grassy meadows. Brooks babble alongside the train tracks, veering off to pour down rocky slopes into rivers carving their paths from lake to lake, each spilling and overflowing into the next as the crystal clear water ripples from mountain to shore. The trees begin to change, too, as alders and vine maples increasingly populate the Sitka groves, splashing the countryside with brilliant hues of orange and yellow and red, the colors dancing from tree to tree. Long, thin, yellow spires of western larch rise above their cheery competitors, their fall needles elegantly branching out from the spindly trunks, reaching upward to grasp at every available ray of sunshine. 
here and there in the mud-filled swamps of northern Oregon's river basins, bathes the ridged bark-covered trunks of Oregon ash, slurping up water to feed their coats of greenish yellow moss. Swimming amongst the massive tree trunks, you can barely make out the outlines of ducks and swans coexisting peacefully in this watery paradise. Now and then, a few members will take to the air and follow the train's path, adding more and more formations accompanying your transport until you count no less than 50 birds in the sky. And then they veer off, no doubt on to the next swampy wetland to gorge themselves before their winter flight. As the train passes from the wetland into the low river valleys, the terrain begins to change once more. The small, squat dwellings of Oregon's outliers crop up. First, a handful of houses, broken apart by the suburbs of surrounding cities. And then, almost before you're aware of it, the skyscrapers of Portland's pass far beyond the wide windows. And in the distance, towering over the landscape like a mighty guardian, the snow-white peak of Mount Hood creeps over the horizon surrounded by a cloudy halo. You gasp softly, soaking in the glorious view of the dazzling peak against a backdrop of red and purple clouds shimmering in the afternoon sunlight. And then, as fast as the mountain appeared, it was gone again, hidden behind the boulders of inner Portland as the train slides into the next station and whistles. You smile to yourself and blink. This leg of your journey has gone by faster than you'd anticipated. With a restoring breath, you pull a book from your backpack to wait as the passengers around you disembark, their quiet chatter fading to stoic silence. The paper is soft to your fingertips 
the familiar musk of the ink, swirling up nostalgia from times past. Outside the train, the hustle and bustle of busy city life roars. But here, inside your train paradise, the sounds are little more than murmurs in your subconscious. Before long, the train whistle resounds against the concrete of modern life, and the clickety-clack of the wheels on the metal tracks fills your ears once more. This time, you have the lounge to yourself. You smile and spread out now, your book set on the table beside you. The conductor comes by again, a smile on her face, and nods to you. Can I get you anything? Her warm voice strokes your ears with motherly tenderness. I usually can't, but since the train is empty and you look so comfortable, a hot chocolate would be lovely. After four hours of silence, your voice sounds strange to your ears. Soft, soothing. The conductor nods once more and passes through the car, returning just as the shaking roar of the train departs from the city sound barriers to the tranquility of the countryside. She hands you a steaming cup, which you accept with both hands. The comforting scent of warm milk and sweet chocolate makes your belly rumble in anticipation, and the first sip over your tongue brings back memories of cold nights and warm socks. You smile and nod, handing over your change before the conductor disappears, no doubt for a hot chocolate of her own. You grip the welcome warmth in your nimble fingers and sip again as the train dips into the next river valley. 
the foothills of the Cascades crawling closer with every passing mile. The swampy landscape slides into the distance, thick groves of trees cropping up to replace the wetlands until you're once more rolling through the wild forest lands, pockmarked now and again by deer-filled grasslands. Each gorgeous creature leans up to watch as you pass by, the thunderous clacking of metal on metal breaking them from their evening meal. Fawns prance around their mothers on spindly legs, while eleven-point fathers stand guard at the edges of each clearing. Now and then, one will take off running, charging to the train and stopping just shy of the tracks to stare you in the eye. Up close, you can see their brown and black noses flare with every new breath, their unusually long black tails flicking behind them. You smile and wave your non-threatening hello, smiling at your own absurdity, and sip again at your hot chocolate. The trees begin to change again, from the familiar Sitka giants to groves of big-leaf maple, their vast trunks so encased in moss, not a peep of brown peers into the sunshine. Their pointed leaves hang from hefty branches, danced about by tendrils of moss so thick they blow as one curtain in the passing breeze. Golden chinkapin dot the landscape too. These shrub-like trees putting out long, thin leaves, desperate to grasp every last ray of sunlight before winter whips them from their limbs. Paper birch begins to pop up in open glades, dotting the thickets with splashes of bright colors. Their blinding white bark is scored with long, thin brown gashes, each 
bleeding a new shade of moss and lichen into the waiting loam below. And soon, the hypnotic clickety-clack of the train slows as it rumbles into the outskirts of Eugene. And again, you pick up your book to while away the time in the pages of a wondrous fantasy land. This time, the train passes on through the station. Today is your day after all. You look up from your book to see the dusky evening setting in over the city, accompanied by the first wafts of fog on your journey. Now, the train starts to climb, penetrating the edges of the Cascade Mountains as it passes over bridges and ambles along the sharp drop edges of mountainous ravines until the tracks begin to trend upward and the rumbling grumble resounds off the craggy rocks. The sprawling landscape spreads out beneath your eyes, increasingly shrouded in layers of gray fog. Every wispy tendril weaving down the mountainsides and into the cities far beneath you. The sun beginning its final descent over distant forests, weaves deeper into the fog bank, swirling splashes of gold and purple into the haze, until the land below is swallowed in a brilliant flash of golden light. And then, the train rounds a bend, and darkness sets in around you as you glide deeper into the forested mountains of the Pacific Northwest. Craning your neck, you can barely make out the outlines of lakes and rivers far below, water lapping soundlessly at the banks as they await the melting glacial offerings of spring. The trees passing by merge together, every twisting branch 
turning to a seamless blend of needles and leaves and trunks. You turn your eyes to the sky and catch your breath as the purple and blue wonders of the Milky Way emerge in the oncoming night. Stars twinkle and blink along the curtain's edge, disappearing into the bright swath of distant lights, glowing a galaxy beyond. You inhale slow and deep as your place in the universe brings a sense of peace. As you stand to gather your things, you stop and revel in the gentle shiver of the train beneath your feet, tuning yourself to every bump and ridge in the train tracks. And then you gather your backpack in one hand and your now cold cocoa in the other and slip down the stairs to find your bunk. Tomorrow, your journey will begin anew.